Hey everybody, it's Pastor Will. Welcome or welcome back to the Brazos Fellowship Podcast. Thank you for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take the next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. But I want to encourage you to be able to continue forward and stay connected because this idea of pulling back and saying, I'm just gonna wait until life returns to normal, whenever that is, um, what that does for us, the psychologists have a name for this. They call it learned helplessness. Learned helplessness is literally the thing that people do, not just people, but even animals. Whenever we feel like our environment's totally chaotic, totally out of control, we don't know what to do, and anything that we have that we think we could do is not gonna really make much difference. We just think, why bother? I I give up. It's learned helplessness. And here's the thing we know about helplessness. Helplessness always leads to hopelessness. It causes us to begin to lose hope, and it causes us to begin to spiral in a really horrible direction. And I just wanna encourage you. I wanna encourage you, don't isolate, don't give up, don't wait to continue to connect because as we pull back even if it's just you and your little family and you're not connecting you pull back that isolation will begin to lead to loneliness and loneliness can lead to depression and like chronic medical health issues look it up you can google it loneliness leads they're finding that it leads to all kinds of issues with our hearts and brain and the rest of us kind of a psychosomatic effect to our body when we pull back we don't do well when we're all by ourselves we need each other we need to connect you see isolation leads to hopelessness When we pull back, it just causes a downward spiral in our life, and I don't want that for anybody. It's not good for anybody. This is the exact reason why, right at the very front of the Bible, first book, Genesis chapter two, verse 18, God says, it is not good for the man to be alone. And and I, I, I truly believe this was not just intended for Adam, this was intended for Eve, and every Adam and Eve that has... Um, preceded since everyone that has succeeded since that everyone that is that every one of us it, we don't do well all alone that God made us to flourish in community he made us to flourish as we connect with one another but it is so important for us to remember that we have a spiritual enemy Satan who is constantly trying to sell us on what God says is not good He'll say, no, stay alone. Be by yourself. Because why? You get to pick what you do. You can do whatever you want with your time. You, guess what? You can watch whatever you want on television. You can binge watch all day long if you want to. It doesn't matter why. Because you're alone. It's good. It's good. But everything that we know about ourselves, everything that we know from Scripture about us spiritually screams it's not good. It's not good. It's not good when we pull back. It's not good when we isolate. We need to continue to make the effort to connect, to to come together. And it's interesting, I wanna just be completely honest and transparent here. About a year ago, I went through a season in my life where it wasn't good. It was a dark time for me just 
internally, just struggling with some things. And rather than reaching out and asking for some help and getting the help that I needed, I just held it inward and I just stuffed it down and I didn't deal with it. And guess what? And I'm I'm sure a lot of you can attest to this. It didn't get better, it got worse. And I felt worse. And it wasn't until I began to implement what the writer of Hebrews tells us in chapter 10, verses 24 through 25, until I began to put this into practice that I see a change, a radical change began to happen. It didn't happen overnight, but as I began to be honest with people and let people into my life and share what was going on, incredible to see how that burden that I was carrying was shouldered and shared by other people and it began to alleviate. It was like God saying, this is why I created the body. This is why I put you in here. I don't care if you're the pastor or you're whoever you are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We all need each other. And I want to read this to you, what this author of Hebrews writes to us today. He says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together. Notice that. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. It's easy to become a habit to not meet together. He says, but encouraging, putting that courage back into one another to face life. It's difficult. It's not easy, especially in days like we're in now. We need each other. We need the courage from each other to to encourage one another. All the more as you see the day approaching all the more as you see the day approaching. Now this writer of Hebrews, here's what we know about this context of the people he's writing to. They were under massive persecution for meeting together to worship as Jesus' people, to come together and have these worship services. They were being persecuted. And so many of them were saying, this isn't just inconvenient to worship together. This could be life-threatening. This could be like, like the worst possible scenario you can think of. And it is difficult. And I really believe that the writer of Hebrews would say, and, and I get it, like it's human nature to get out of the, the, the habit, to not meet together as some are in the habit. It's, it's easy to get in that habit. As a matter of fact, many have fallen into that habit, he's saying, even back then. And he would probably say to us today, hey, I get it. Online services, not optimal. Coming to an in-person service but having to wear a mask and social distance, not optimal. It's inconvenient, absolutely. But is it worth it? You better believe it. It is absolutely critical to your soul, to your life, to your family, to your marriage, to your future, to what God wants to do in your life for you to stay connected to the body of Christ. It is so critical. And it's so easy to get out of the habit. It's so easy to get out of the the routine of it, isn't it? And and I I just want to encourage you to, to be open to say, God, how would you want us to re engage, to engage maybe even more? And the reason this is so critical for us is because, as he says right here, but encourage one another. We all need encouragement. We all need, I don't care who you are, how long you have been a follower of Jesus Christ, how long you've been walking with God, I need encouragement. Everybody needs encouragement. We all are going through times that are trying and difficult and frustrating and we need one another, we love one another and we need to pull together in these times like now more than ever before. It's so critical and so important that we have that kind of encouragement 
that we look to the body of Christ to help replenish and refresh us and to be that lifeline that God intended for our life to have within the body of Christ. It's so important. And, and let me just share with you a little secret that I don't think a whole lot of people understand. They don't really know this, but as a unique perspective as a pastor over the last 25, nearly 30 years now, I have gained a, a unique insight into people's lives. And here's what I have noticed. And, uh, and this, is, this has replicated itself over and over and over in many people's lives. That as we, um, when we don't consistently connect with the body of Christ, we all have a tendency to begin to drift spiritually. Sometimes we call it backsliding spiritually. If you think about the metaphor of walking with God, like climbing a mountain, we're climbing up this incline. And when you stop the climb and you just sit for a minute, gravitational pull will begin to slide you back down. And we need one another to be able to keep from that happening without even realizing the default setting is when we pull back, the tendency is to just go with the current of the world. This is why God says, come together that we may encourage one another. Don't forsake that gathering together. Don't, don't, don't give up and get in the habit of stopping this coming together. It's so critical and so important. We all need that kind of encouragement. And what is more, Jesus promises, when we meet together, he says that he is there with us. When we meet together, there is a power in other words, when we say, no thank you, I'm not gonna meet, I'm gonna give up, I'm not even gonna uh, attempt to connect online, whatever, we give up a strength that otherwise would be available to us through Jesus Christ. That there is a strength that happens when we come together and we worship, and we open God's word, and we let it challenge us, and we let it encourage us to take that next step spiritually. So critical that we continue to do this. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, here's what Jesus said. He says, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them, with them. And some of you may remember one of the prophetic names given to Jesus all the way back in Isaiah, some 700 years before he was even born, was Emmanuel, God with us. This is a promise Jesus continues to make. I am with you. Now, I am with you individually, but there's a power of being with that comes from being together. There's a power that comes from worshiping together and, and connecting together, whatever that looks like for you right now. And, and I just want to use this statement of Jesus to get you to think about, to kind of provoke you to think about where you stand right now spiritually in response to this. Because Jesus promises to be with you and I as we come together. But have you promised, are you keeping your promise to be with him? To make sure his body, the church, is a regular commitment that you're willing to keep on a regular basis. Now, I get it, people go on vacation and we go through seasons of life, that kind of thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about a regular routine, week to week, that we're willing to make a commitment to say, I am with you. I am here. I'm going to make a commitment to be a part of this. Because there are a lot of people, folks, and I'm not trying to be mean here, but there's a lot of people that say, I love God. Jesus is my Lord. 
but they make no time for his body. They make no space in their schedule for the church at all. And there is a contradiction there. It's high time for us to back up and say, listen, Lord, I want to take this seriously. I want to be consistent. I want to be committed going forward. I want this to be a part of me. It's, it plays such an important role in my life. And I want to make it an important role in my schedule as well. So I want to ask you to begin to consider, will you consistently connect with the body of Christ? When are you going to do that, really? When will you consistently connect with the body of Christ? I just want to challenge you. Whether that is in our in-person services, maybe it's the 8.30 or the 10 on Sunday morning, I just want to encourage you to say, yes, we're going to commit to that. And, and starting on Mondays at noon, you can get online and register for that and make your reservation for you and your family, which service you want to go to, and you can do that throughout the week. Or maybe you're saying, you know, we're just not ready for that yet. That, we're just not quite there uh, for whatever reason. That's okay. We have our three online uh, services at 10 a.m., 4 p.m., and 8 p.m. And the great thing about these, you don't have to make a reservation. It doesn't matter how many people. We, we can accommodate as many people as want to log on. And so we're so excited to be able to have you be a part of that. But I want to encourage you to continue to connect. And if you're in a small group, to continue to connect with your small group, to continue to stay connected and check on one another and, and not to pull back and isolate and and, and make people wonder where you went or make you wonder where they went, uh, but to continue to connect with one another. And maybe it is that God has put somebody on your heart that you say, I know somebody that feels isolated. I know somebody that's going through it right now, that is going through a difficult season or a transitional season. They're going through a transitional, difficult season relationally or with their career, financially, with their family, whatever that looks like, this is a great time to reach out to them and say, hey, would you join me? In other words, who could you invite? Who could you invite to say, I'd love for you to join me on this online service or I'd love for you to join me in an in-person service. I'd love for you to just join me, be a part of this. I'd love for you to just check it out. Somebody you know that may be struggling in their marriage or could benefit greatly from our Who Needs Marriage series. This is a great time to invite that person along with you on this journey. Who could you invite? Now, here's our application prayer today. I just want to just simply have us be open for how God wants to transform and change maybe the way we've been allocating our week or our, our time and, and really make it a priority of the body of Christ. Just simply saying, Jesus, if I say that I love you yet don't make time for your body, that's hypocritical. I mean, he tells us over and over and over, if you love me, you'll love each other. That you'll come and you'll be committed and you'll be a part of this. And so I just want to encourage you to take that step and maybe for you today, the, the next step you need to take is just beginning a relationship with God, inviting Jesus Christ into your life and understanding that he loves you and the whole reason he came to earth is so that he might be able to do a rescue mission for your life and provide you a new beginning, a new start, a new connection with God himself through his people and to be able to grow in that relationship and it will be vital for you going forward to be connected to the body of Christ. And your prayer this morning will simply be, I commit to you as my forgiver, the forgiver of my sin, and the leader of my life. I'm just asking 
God, that you would just take over my life and forgive my sins. That's where the relationship begins, Scripture tells us. It's simply just calling the Lord who he is. He's, he is the Savior, but he's becoming your personal Savior. He's, becoming, he's already the Lord, the God of the universe, but he's becoming your personal Lord. He's becoming the leader and the God over your life, and you claim that this morning. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the Brazos Valley, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and information about our fabulous children's and student environments, visit us at brazosfellowship.com. That's brazosfellowship.com.